PFT Media. Little bit of dead bits. You're listening to episode six of Tidbits. I am your host, Edgy. Crespo is not with us this time. Uh, a lot of times, when when it's both of us, we are in Crespo's studio. When it's just me, I am in my own studio. Uh, and occasionally, it's going to be just me. And this time, it definitely is. What I wanted to move on to right away, network news. Okay, the first thing I want to mention is uh, to check out uh, Orlando Opinions. Mark is awesome. That's the bottom line. Uh, not only is his stuff, I mean, his stuff is interesting regardless. It's, it's, it's valuable information, uh, you know, it helps you understand the area you, you live in better. Uh, but beyond that, I've kind of noticed, I've met Mark a couple times, but very briefly, said a few words. Nice guy, very nice guy. But I still don't, you know, I don't, I don't know him quite as well as I'd like to. But I feel like every episode of Orlando Opinions that I listen to, I learn more about him in a subtle fashion. Uh, well, and sometimes not so subtle fashion. But anyway, if you continue to uh, to look at it, it just gets better. Orlando Opinions, uh, it's only, I think the longest episode is eight minutes. So, uh, you know, it's, it's very brief. It's very good. Mark is an amazing man. Check that out. Um, one of the, this is a major announcement, by the way, Pounding the Gap. Uh, it is going on hiatus indefinitely. Don't know. We're not really sure. Uh, basically, um, our good friend Bill down here at the network, uh, he just got a job, uh, you know, not that long ago. It's very demanding. That's why if you are a listener of What's the Fuss, you'll notice, yeah, Bill hasn't been here, I think, for What's the Fuss. I think it's been three episodes in a row. It might be four, but I think it's three. Uh, but anyway... And, you know, we should be on episode five of Pounding the Gap now. We've only done two. We are uh, hopefully temporarily shutting that down. So there is, there's not going to be a Pounding the Gap uh, as of now or in the near future. We don't know where that's headed, but, uh, but basically, yeah. So here's uh, one of the big ones that I wanted to talk about, Devils in the Details. Or as uh, Crespo and I and others in the know like to call, Devil's Deets. I always just say, hey, listen to it, it's great. Uh, and I kind of, you know, it kind of gets lost in the shuffle a little bit. A lot of, uh, a good bit of the reason being that, you know, it's every other week rather than every week. So it doesn't get quite as much attention as we might like. Uh, but, you know, that's the way it goes. Once a week is pretty much in podcasting, that is the sweet spot. So it's every other week. So, you know, but um, I always forget to mention this because I always forget the uh, category title or name or what what have you uh this show is what's known as edutainment now i don't know if you've ever heard of this even if you haven't you've probably heard something not even necessarily podcast it might be uh some short youtube bit or whatever but basically it's you know you're, you're educated on something while you're entertained at the same time it's much better than school uh this is of course with pedro lima and dan pirelli uh which is really weird to say that because I'm still thinking back to, uh, I don't know if you guys know this, but uh, back with the um, uh, rampant radio days, uh, Pedro Lima was doing a podcast called El Chupa Podcast, also with Dan Pirelli, but he was billed as Dan P. So whenever somebody says Dan Pirelli, I'm like, who? Oh, Dan P. Gotcha. 
But anyway, basically, uh, you know, uh, Pedro's there to uh, ask questions, make jokes. Dan Pirelli makes some great jokes too, but you know, like the, the Dan Pirelli is more of the educator. Uh, I mean, it's good stuff. The last, uh, the last three episodes, there was uh, uh, episode four was about the failed crusades. Uh, episode five was about hurricanes in general. It says Hurricane Irma, but it's, it's really hurricanes in general. Uh, the you know, like the top things that are looted, the uh, number of. Uh, you know, complications that come along with, you know, like earthquakes, uh, where earthquakes happen, all sorts of natural disasters, really, really fascinating stuff. Uh, the sixth is about the Ming Dynasty, which I know nothing about except that they made a lot of vases. Um, then moving on to uh, Tim Murphy. He is always all over the place. He's always doing things. Uh, if you don't know Tim Murphy, shame on you. Uh, he was recently on uh, Corporate Time uh, talking about eating shrimp. Basically, uh, he gets paid to go to Red Lobster and eat shrimp while he's talking to people on Facebook Live. And, uh, it, you know, it, it ends up like, you know, like 3,000 people are watching Tim eat shrimp. It's pretty sweet. I'm, I'm, I'm really hoping, you know, maybe, you know, uh, Red. apparently he even said like Red Lobster. Like, I guess like they're not management of that restaurant, but like, you know, the... Uh, corporate or whatever like it, they have become aware <laughs> that he's doing that uh maybe they'll jump in i don't know that would be pretty freaking sweet uh, I, I haven't had a lot of um uh interaction with tim which is a shame i love tim man he's one of those people if you never met him you, after like three seconds you're like this guy's awesome uh i i originally met him at a tom and dan event it was the i believe it was yeah it was at uh, johnny's other station that was when they were doing the um interviews for the documentary for Dom and Dan. Uh, I, I met him there. Uh, didn't get to talk to him much, but then I also recently, and you guys should check this out. I went to um, an event called Halloween. That's H-A-L-L. Well, it's, okay, it's basically Halloween, ex- except there's a U after the O. Halloween. Because it takes place at Uncle Lou's on Mills. Uh, you can It's, it's uh, across the street from Wally's, like, you know, uh, literally uh, less than a block away from uh, Will's Pub. And uh, they're, they're doing this every month. I believe they're taking, after next month, then like, uh, I believe November, December, they're taking off, but then they're going to do it again in January. But they do this once a month, right? Where you can go into... Uh, Uncle Lou's, and it's $2 to get in. If you are wearing a costume, there's no cover, and you go in there and, you know, drink beer. The same thing you do at Uncle Lou's, you know, you order beers, drink beer, hang out with your friends, da, 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 you know. Uh, music is played, people start dancing. There was, uh, I don't know if it's going to be the same necessarily every time, but this particular time that I went, uh, you know, they had... Um, a bunch of stand-up comedians. Uh, Tim Murphy uh, Facebook lived it. I believe. I don't know how that works. I've only done that once, and it was stupid. I don't even remember what I did, and it was a long time ago. And I don't think anybody watched it. But I do believe that you can look at past live events if you go to Tim Murphy's uh, profile. I could be wrong about that, but whatever. Anyway, it's a fun time, and what I like most about it is that it's different. You know, you used to going out and you see bands and stuff like that. Well, this, in this case, like, uh, you know, there's no bands, which means there's more of a uh, opportunity to talk to people because they're not so loud. They play music, you're dancing around. I don't dance in public. Uh, it's not even because I'm ashamed. It's I, I, There's never a reason for me to. So I danced here. It, it was a great time. I'm going to be, you know, if you follow me on Facebook 
or uh, or Tim, I'm sure, uh, and, and I'm sure there's going to be more places. You will see us mention when the next one comes around because it was a really good time. Yeah, so I believe that is just about all for the network news. Okay, now I've got something for um, uh, podcasting news. It's just not on the network, but uh, one of my favorite people in the world, probably the same case for everybody else on the network, uh, Fritz from Real Radio. Uh, you know, if you don't know, he does his own podcast, and it's a, a it's a uh, what do I want to say? I want to say narrative, but that's not it. I mean, basically, it's it's a storyline. There's stories told, but there's also a story that takes place uh, with full on. We're talking characters, sound design, absolutely amazing. You'll love it. It's called Fort Fritz. Check that out. Uh, what made me think to say this in the first place is that uh, they have. Uh, where they, I don't, I don't even remember if they say this anymore on the podcast, but, um, at one point anyway, you know, they were saying like, you know, send us your emails or not emails. I'm sorry. Uh, voicemails. Yeah. They still say that. I don't remember what the, uh, I don't remember what the number is. You'll have to actually listen to an episode to get it as you should want to do anyway, because it's amazing. So anyway, um, the whole premise being, you know, uh, Fritz, uh, inherited a house from his uncle Felix, who then, uh, you know, th- th- that uh, that old ditty where uh, <laughs> you don't get the house until you like spend the night in it, but it's haunted. That whole deal. So they, you know, spend a lot of the episodes. You know, they're going through the house, finding different rooms they didn't know existed before, learning more about the house, being scared by stuff in the house, and in the meantime, going, "Hey, this reminds me of this," and then telling a ghost story. It is absolutely wonderful. Uh, this is uh, one of the few podcasts ever that I wait for the new episode to come out and like I'm probably downloading it the same moment that the last bit was just uploaded. Uh, I, I just I, I can't get those uh, episodes quickly enough. Anyway, I was going to call in. I called in for one other reason, but whatever. I wanted to call in for another reason, but see, here's the thing. Uh, you know, for, for good voicemail, like, they'll play them on the air. Uh, and they would not play this one because, you know, like a story that I had because I, I know they won't because this story is too long. Uh, so I'm going to tell you guys. <laughs> um, I've never really had much of a uh, haunting story if uh if you guys have uh let me know about it i mean if it's really good and like you know it's just like seriously email me steve.etchy at gmail.com if you got a good one sh- come in i'll record it i don't give a shit i would love to hear stories like that they're, they're fascinating stories ghost stories uh but anyway yeah so um I, i've mentioned this plenty of times before but uh i'll say it again i used to work in a thrift store this is way back in uh, 2007 i was in charge of the furniture department and the electronics department, which is awesome uh, because, uh, well, I was about to say I like both. I, I'm not like a furniture connoisseur, but it was kind of fun moving all that shit around. And, and it, uh, my forearms got big because of it. They shrank since then, but, you know, whatever. Uh, I would, not only did I have the knowledge of electronics, and that's why they said, you know, you, you take care of this, you price it what you think is fair and all that kind of stuff, but I would also test all the electronics before they went out to make sure that, you know, we weren't selling anything that was broken. 
which doesn't mean I, I'm sure you know some of you might be like 2007 I brought I bought something broken from there yeah that was me fucking up sorry my bad uh, but anyway a lot of I was actually surprised how many uh, we got but there was a, a lot of times we would get donations of uh, baby monitors so basically what I would end up doing is you know I, I put both both ends put them on my work table I would turn both on and I would walk the um, uh, baby part over to my manager and I'd be like, hold this. And I would go back to my workstation and be like, hey, talk. And she would talk into it and I'd be like, great, it works and, and put it out. Very simple. However, there was one time I was at my workstation. Nobody else was around. Uh... You know, so I went, well, okay, um, I don't know how I'm going to test this. I'm going to go ahead and turn both on, make sure, you know, like the batteries are working or, well, no, it was plugged in, whatever. You know what I mean? Doing preliminary shit. Basically, wasting time, okay? It was a minimum wage job. Give me a fucking break. So, so I'm waiting there and, and, uh, I have, uh, I have, uh, both sides of the unit on. I believe. I don't know. Either way. Out of nowhere, I'm, I'm messing with some other stuff, a very messy area, because they keep, they reload, like, tons of shit every 30 minutes, so you clean it up, and then shit's everywhere again. But anyway, so I'm messing around with some other trinkets and such, and all of a sudden, I hear, faintly, a baby cry. I look up, yeah, it's coming from the monitor. It's interesting. Okay, so I walk over there and I go, you know what, though, it's really faint. I'm, I'm imagining things. Well, I turn it up. No, 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 that is a baby. I look at the other. The other part is not on. I have not turned on uh, the part that is supposed to record the baby. <laughs> so I, I I never flip out with, with these types of things, mostly because uh, when something doesn't add up, I assume I did something. I'm like, yeah, when I find out the missing piece of this puzzle, I'll fix it and whatever. In the meantime, I'm going to mess with this toaster, you know? So I just let it go. I keep it on. By the way, if I did call in, I would make this much shorter. But right now, I don't feel like it. This is for dramatic effect. So I leave it on. The baby stops crying. It's not like the baby, like, if it was a baby ghost, like, it went away. No, it just it just stopped crying. So I thought, okay, I don't know. Maybe it's, like, leftovers from the house they were in. Like, there were some, like, baby cries stuck in there. I don't know. So I just go, you know what, I'm just going to leave it alone. I uh, worry about something else. So then I move about the back room, and then from my station, I hear two people arguing I'm the only one back there I think what the hell is going on I walk back up back into my station it's coming from the monitor and I think the other side is still off what is going on here that's when I realize that this great American spook story is really just the fact that there are apartments right behind my thrift store <laughs> and it is uh picking up uh 
other baby monitors coming from uh, uh, the um, the apartment uh, complex, which was even better to me because I was like, you know, a ghost story would be cool. But you know what? I like listening to people that don't know anybody's listening. And I mean, for the most part, it was pretty boring. They only argued uh, that one time and another time. And for the most part, they just talked uh, to each other quietly while they're trying to, you know, get their baby to sleep. But um, Chris and uh, Jen, if you're out there, uh, your baby is 10 now. And I just want you to know I shared in some of your memories. It was beautiful. Basically, the one thing that I have repaired in this uh, one episode is a uh, small bit that uh, Crespo and I talked about. Uh, I was over at Crespo's place, and I, you know, and I said, "Let's go into your studio. I want to talk to you something about really quick." Uh, it's a uh, kind of weird obsession that I have uh, when it comes to uh, what do you call them? Damn it! See now, I got, I'm losing my mind. It's I need to go to bed seriously, but. Um, but yeah, basically, it's uh, uh, casting directors. There we go. Okay, well, so have a listen to this. So if you didn't previously listen to uh, different iterations of Tidbits, because <laughs> I, I believe I shut it down twice, did it a third time, shut it down that time, and then once we did PFT, Crespo and I opened it back up again. But anyway, if you haven't heard any of the past episodes, listen to them. They're great. Uh but uh, there was always there was the occasional episode where I just didn't have anything to play. And actually, you know what? Let me tell you how we would like to ideally, and I say even we, even before me and Crespo, when I was doing it by myself, uh, how I ideally wanted it to, to work was literally I would talk to a person. What I would say to them is, you know, I want you to uh, tell me a story. Like, I'm going to hit record, you tell me a story, I'm going to respond, but I'm going to stay out of your way. But for the most part, respond like, "Uh uh-huh, uh-huh, you say something funny, I laugh. Like, like you're telling me a story, not a microphone, which is what I'm doing right now, and it's very lonely. And then, once the story is over, we cut it short and say it's like 10 minutes long. Well, then, that same guest, I would say, well, let's talk about a certain subject. Do you have a hobby you're passionate about? Let's record five, 10 minutes of that. Okay, how about this? And we record like three or four different spots that were like five, 10 minutes each. And I would have a bank of that. And we would, you know, I'd keep revolving, you know, uh, re-interviewing people. It worked a little bit. Sometimes I did have enough that I had some left over that then later I could be like, hey, do you remember when I interviewed this guy? Here's more stuff from him that I have not released yet. And that kind of thing. That was ideal. That's what I was looking for. Uh, It's hard to do that. It's hard to build it up, especially since usually once we get a guest, whether it be just myself or or, uh, myself and Crespo, we end up talking to them and we don't have any other guests pre-recorded so it ends up being us hosting and then having a segment with that person and then us talking again and then another segment with the same person so on and so forth now i don't like to think this is worst case scenario because i've gotten some compliments on it i've heard people like this a lot but um every once in a while you know i would say a total of probably only three or four times maybe there's an episode where I just talk. I don't know if you noticed, but this this would be one of those episodes, and I actually have a lot of fun with that. I I really like doing this, uh, just as so long as other people do too. And a lot of times I doubt that it's really hard when you're in an empty room talking to a microphone, especially when I make a joke, and then I laugh and and nobody else laughs. But that doesn't mean it wasn't funny. It's just that nobody's around. 
So anyway, so the one uh, the the one pre-recorded thing that I have, which came from last week, I brought this up to Crespo. I said, you know what? I want to talk to you about something. It's actually movie related too, but it's always something. It was something that like even if it wasn't Crespo that I was talking to, it's not like oh, it has to be movie related. No, 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 no. I've always wanted to talk about this. I just always forget about it. So I said to Crespo, I, I you know when I had the, when I had this, I was like, you know what? And then I was like, you know what? I'm not gonna tell you about this. We're gonna go in your studio right now. And we're gonna do a recording. It's kind of building. It's probably gonna be like five minutes. And that's pretty much what it was. That is the one bit that we have this week on the show. This is a, uh, a small bit on um, my obsession with the job of casting director. I've always thought it was just like the cool, the most uh, un-PC job. I mean, your job is to not be PC. So just, uh, yeah, give it a listen. You're a movie guy, obviously. Yes. And, uh, you know, a lot of the big things that people think of, you know, like, uh, oh, I'd love to be a director. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Or even though actually that's such a big position, uh, like most people I don't think realize the entire scope of what that involves. They don't. They just think, oh, I want to make movies. Yeah. Yeah. Or yeah, shoot at this angle. Right. Yeah, that'd be nice. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, the director, producer, a lot of people don't know much about that either. But what a producer actually does, yeah. Yeah, but, you know, th- those types of things. And, and uh, I feel like nobody mentions uh, casting director. Yeah, no one ever sets out to be a casting director. That's true. No. That's very true. To me, it is the most, I mean, it's not the most desirable necessarily mm-hmm, to me, mm-hmm. but it is the most uh, intriguing to me. It's important. Oh, it absolutely is. So much chemistry when it comes to casting the right person for the right role, whether it's uh, animated, just a person's voice, or if it's an actual movie, like a live-action movie. Type yeah. I, well, and I always wonder, too, like, I mean, think about hard, how hard it's got to be for something, for, like, an extremely small uh, independent film where, mm-hmm. like, you know, nobody's known, uh, even the director and all that kind of stuff, you know, where, um, like, that's got to be hard as shit because if you're yeah. doing, like, a major film, mm-hmm. people are lining up, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. you have them come in, audition, like, you know. So, um, it's a very popular Warner Brothers film. People are like, I want to be in the next Warner Brothers movie as opposed to, uh, yeah, and the people, less resources. Yeah, so you, you're yeah. spoon-fed people. Yeah, it's harder. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, but here, here's the thing that I think I find most fascinating about people is, is especially uh, this day and age, mm-hmm. like, you know, uh, people uh, look down a lot on, like, you know, prejudgment mm-hmm. and, and everything. Mm-hmm. That's their job. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah, um, where, you know, and everybody does it, too. You walk into a bar and you see a dude where you're like, oh, my God, that guy looks like he's stabbed somebody before. Like, that guy looks like a biker. Like, it's because he's a biker. Yeah. Like, that guy. Have you been in movies before? Yeah. But, I mean, like, he looks like a big, tough guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a chance they're not at all. But, uh, but you know, but you that's not, your, yeah, that's that's not yeah. your job. Yep. You know, your job is to pick out somebody for what they look like. What they look like. Are you a real tough guy? No, but he looked like one. Yeah, people get, people get uh, yeah, ostracized all the time when, you know, you're like, oh, yeah. And you, you describe somebody that you see, like, maybe in an event or in a crowd or something uh, like uh, that. Uh. And it's extremely negative And you're like, dude, you don't know this person. You don't know him at all. That's you, not the point. It's fun to talk about. He looks like a big meanie. Yeah. Like, oh, it's he's very nice. Yeah, it's, it's generally a bad thing to do. Just because she has a wrestling bitch face doesn't mean she's a bitch. Yes. Exactly. Especially right. stuff like that. Right. Yes. Right. Um, here's... Uh, the major downside, though, mm-hmm. uh, the one thing I don't think I'd be able to do unless it was a studio thing, because like I said, like, you know, the casting calls and people come in. So they they come in knowing what they 
are you know what i mean like mm. they're like yeah i know what's going on mm. <laughs> but um as opposed to you know how a lot of times you hear about actors being uh, discovered like you know you walk into a cafe and go oh, that person has a face for whatever sure you know um whenever you see like a especially a child like a like a, an obese child uh like okay let's say bad santa if, like that fat kid is perfect for the fat kid that we need yes and the kid knows that you know what I mean? You know that all the jokes are based on them being a fat kid. Yeah, and I, uh, as a person, just I can't, I can't do that. Like, you know what I mean? I can't walk up to somebody and be like, "Hey, we're uh, casting a fat kid." Um, you know, like, I've thought about that. Like, so, so jokes in movies about like someone is being set up with like an ugly person or whatever. It's yes. like so, like you find something. Like, I need you to play the ugly person in this role. Like, and the makeup is we're not going to put that much makeup. on you. <laughs> You're really pretty ugly, right? It's like, yeah, it's exactly. That is a hard thing to do. You got to judge someone and be like, we need you to accentuate these flaws. Yeah. Because boy, are you flawed. Yeah. And they're perfect for what we need, right? Exactly. And there is a talent in it. I mean, it, it's um, a weird thing to do. I, I think the number one thing when you really see the talent of a casting director is when um, uh, somebody's cast in something and it's not obvious. You know what I mean? Like they, uh, you know, maybe they chose somebody that's the villain or like, you know, like the manhandler kind of guy yep. that doesn't look, you know, isn't built like Vin Diesel. Mm-hmm. Maybe they're thin and like, don't a, t- look- like a Tom Cruise type. Yeah. 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 Well, in fact, you know what the perfect, you know, oh, this is perfect. Mm-hmm. Okay. The Pelican Brief. Yes. I can't remember the name of the actor. Denzel. What? Denzel Washington. No, 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 no. He's, oh. he's not that big. Oh, okay. Uh, well, I mean, the character was not that mm. big of a part. In fact, if you haven't seen it in a while, you may not remember. But um, what's the... You'll still be able to get this because of the actor. Cause okay. If you can picture it or, you know, if the people listening to this, like, just look it up on your phone, you know. Um, always, uh, always X with uh, Meryl Streep. He's the guy. He's bald. The bald... Uh, Julia Roberts. <laughs> Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> you know. You know. Do, do you know who I'm talking about, though? You know who I'm talking about. No. No. Always ball. When Meryl Streep did the movie Stanley Tucci. Uh, yes. Yes. That's exactly who that is. Okay. Stanley Tucci was actually in the Pelican Brief. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you remember this? As um, Campbell. I, I was going to say his name. Really, I mean, I'm sure he has one, Campbell. but if if he didn't, it was one of those things that it wouldn't matter. Okay. You know. But he was the one uh, stalking Julia Roberts. To try to silence her. And I mean, like he was even, she even ran into a street in one scene, you know, where Mm. she was trying to go through the crowd to get away from him or whatever, you know? And he got stopped by a really huge dude that was like, Hey, you know, trying to be like, you know, it was obvious he was running after her and you know, something bad was going to happen. And he, he kicked this guy's ass. And I mean, the guy like weighed twice as much of him and in any other movie. Well, and he still looked the same way. They didn't they didn't like, you know, give him uh, like a wig or something like, no, he looked exactly like that. Mm -hmm. And he uh, killed a couple of other people, I believe, in the movie, too, Mm -hmm. uh, silently, you know, but still. um, But he was a bad guy that he was lethal and and, you know, beat up a guy twice, you know, twice his side. Sure. Not somebody you would picture as an assassin, but he did it so well that the casting director for that had to have, I mean, that that's genius. Who actually brings him in and goes, this is perfect. 
this is the guy who could be a convincing, uh, like coming from behind, not, not expecting him to be a badass, and also he's a badass. And yeah, that type of thing. Yeah, Tom Cruise did that with the Jack Reacher movies. Those, those characters, the Jack Reacher characters, written to be like six foot five, three hundred pounds, <laughs> all muscle, and he comes in there as this little dude, and uh, he walks into scenes with like six, seven other people. He's got to beat them all up, and he beats them all up, and he, even though he's the smallest guy in the room. Yeah. Well, and I think the other thing that I liked about that scene, by the way, this is a little bit. I mean, this is how they kind of got away with it. I think that made it believable mm-hmm. was that i mean you know it wasn't one of those uh uh choreographed fight scenes where you know uh, he's dodging punches and you know doing some kind of kung fu shit right um he just moved out of the way of a punch punched the guy in the gut and punched him in the face and the guy fell over something normal street fight kind of thing yeah, you yeah. know um so it was a lot more believable That's that funny. If you know how to fight it, it, you know, sometimes it doesn't matter how big you are and, and, and it worked. But I, that always just amazed me that, you know, there was a casting director that had him in the room and went perfect. That makes me think of uh, in Out for Justice when Steven Seagal was still fairly thin. It wasn't fat. That was Out for Justice. No, actually, it was before that. It was above the law. It was, I think it was above the law where he was actually really thin. And uh, it's his first movie. And there's a scene where he's running down a street and uh, he's like chasing a guy. And this really big dude sees him. And uh, it makes me think of they had a cast of guy who was a giant. They had a fine. Because Steven Seagal is already like six foot one, six foot two. Even okay, when he I was skinny, yeah, he's still a tall guy. So they had to find someone that towered over him. Mm-hmm. Like a really big guy. And he walks up to him and is like, hey, yo, leave my buddy alone. And then uh, Seagal punches him once, like right in the. Right in the in the sternum and the guy just goes down like a sack of bricks and uh steven seagal steps over him it's really funny uh but yeah the cast director had to go and find a giant i need to find a giant dude that can then pretend to get hit by a guy half his size yeah but then the guy half his size is steven seagal i also like when they choose by the way uh, you know like uh villains and stuff that are um not as cut like they're big dudes, yeah. But like, I mean, you ever notice like in a bar brawl, like a biker kind of thing, mm-hmm. they're, like a r- roadhouse type of scenario, right? They don't have like a rippling pecs and shit. Uh, but so there's a bunch of crisp pens out there. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. yeah. Or no, I mean they're still huge though. Yeah, but still they're not big guys. Uh, perfect example. You know who I was thinking of is um. <clears throat> Uh, I mean, this guy is, this isn't nearly as like amazing that he got picked Mm because he is a huge dude, but, uh, the guy, uh, from the, from Indiana Jones that he's fighting him when the plane's rotating, he's a big dude, but he's not, uh, yeah, he ends up, he, he ends up, uh, getting, uh, running into the propeller. Yes, okay, in, the, in Raiders of the Lost Ark, that big guy, that Middle Eastern mm-hmm. dude, the bald guy, right? Who's the Middle Eastern or German? But he had to fight him, he had to punch him. I think punch, it was German. And yeah. he punched him into a propeller? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, like, I kind of like... something like that. He I, turned around to a propeller. Yeah, I like that body type, because you look and you're like, oh, that is a strong, big dude, but at the same time, it's not like bodybuilder or uh, the kind of physique that, you know... Uh, 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 Brad Pitt had in Fight Club or something. Yeah, the it, overly ripped. Yeah. Bruce Lee had a body like that, an overly ripped body where he had muscles on top of muscles. But see, that made sense because he was small. He was small and he purposefully went for, uh, he was trying to like sculpt himself into uh, an ultimate fighting machine, which included included the bodybuilding. Uh, he, he's a different, he's an anomaly. Yeah. Well, because the other thing too that I, I, I've come to realize over the years is that like uh, there's um, pretty muscles, mm-hmm. which oh, yeah. is cosmetic. I mean, you're, strong you're healthy but uh you know you don't know what to do with them right besides pose but when you see somebody liking that indiana jones film Mm -hmm. 
those are the str- real strong guys. Yeah. Those are the guys that bikers are the guys that in bars, like they've got a gut. Functional muscles. But they are exactly. They they're are throwing, way They're throwing stronger. chairs mm-hmm. and, and handling big bikes. Yeah, exactly. Big heavy bikes, road bikes. Yeah, yeah. It's very misleading. So that's the kind of fun thing that I like to think about when it comes to casting directors where, you know, you do, you do that, you know, where you go, well, is the audience going to respond more to, you know, somebody like having that sculpted mm. body? Yeah. Or what about that kind of bar brawl body? Or an actual, yeah, what they would expect to see in real life. Yeah. yeah I mean, because sure. when you look at the sculpted body, you think, oh, that, that person looks stronger. Usually that's wrong. Mm-hmm. Uh, and ha- ha- then you go, well, how many of the viewers know that? You, you know what I mean? Like if I if I choose somebody that's not sculpted like that, are they going to think this person's weaker and that you should have chosen something that's right? You know, yeah, yeah, that's true. Um, you know, there's just all sorts of thoughts like that, and and I think the, my favorite part of it, well, just like any kind of creative endeavor, is that there's no wrong answer. There is no wrong answer. <laughs> <laughs> there is no wrong answer. Okay, I think the biggest hiccup, I, I'm pretty sure you guys get what I'm uh, getting at, and I hope you're equally fascinated by that whole thing. Okay, not, not necessarily me talking, but I mean, like, you know, casting directors. It's wildly fascinating. But, uh, yeah, the, the one thing that bothers me, though, is I'm always so bad at names, usually of uh, uh, actors, but, I mean, a lot of times I can't even remember the names of movies. But, anyway, the person I was thinking of was Stanley Tucci, the bald guy, short guy, uh, amazing actor. Couldn't think of his name. That's what it is. I had to look it up. But I hope that helps if you were listening and couldn't figure that out. You really should have. Like, seriously, it's not that hard. But, yeah, so after that one clip uh, and all this talking, I do have, I mean, there you know, there's there's plenty of other things I could talk about. I have um, a couple of subjects that I wanted to do. There, uh, I don't want to go so far into it that I would round out an hour. Crespo and I have been talking about this. We don't know whether to make this show 30 minutes or an hour long. It's been an hour long. Even the last two episodes were an hour long, and they were supposed to be 30 minutes. But I forgot, because I like drinking and editing. And uh, so we were like, well, maybe just an hour. But you know what? It's way too late. I got to wake up early in the morning. And I honestly feel, even if I had more time, I think um, if I stretch this out to an hour, it would be pretty obvious that I was stretching it out for the sake of time and um, not so much content. Not so much content at all. Basically, what I'm looking to get into here, actually, is um, I was thinking about doing uh, a segment on this show called uh, uh, On the Lighter Side. This isn't something I could do every time. There's there's not that much content, but I, I think it'd be, uh, you know, interesting. Um, I, I think it would work. I think people would like it. I think you guys would like it. Uh, basically, On the Lighter Side is... Um, Different points of view where I feel like when there is a um, uh, a subject of which people are passionately on one side or the other, that sometimes uh, to be kind of in the middle, or even pretend you're in the middle, if you have that kind of temperament that you can do that, um, that you learn more. Um, you know, I mean, you know, sometimes I like to start things with, hey. Uh, I don't know. It seems like this would, like, what you're saying would be bad because of this. But I don't know anything about it, so can you tell me why that's not true? Like, it's literally you're telling the other person, you know more than me. Please tell me why this is wrong because, you know, in my uninformed opinion, this is the first thing I thought of. 
And obviously, since a lot of people are informed, that can't be the answer because somebody would have thought of that already and, you know, this issue would be solved. Uh, Just different ways of saying, hey, pulling somebody in and going, tell me the answer to this. I also have a question about this. Well, if you say this is this way, then unfortunately, though, it seems a lot of times when you're talking to somebody and you're debating back and forth, you know, somebody will say, make a statement and you'll go, well, you know, I didn't think that was true because da 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 And then that person will go, oh, well, no, 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 no. You didn't read about this or you didn't know about that. And you go, oh, okay, well, what about this? And like, once you point out another thing, they're like, well, now you're just being argumentative and it shuts down. Like nobody really wants to debate. And I don't think people know how to debate nicely. So, you know, uh, I'm going to try to choose my topics carefully if I end up doing this because I don't want to do anything that has really been already way overdone. What I was looking at is already overdone, but I still think what I have to say is interesting only because it's moderate and it's, you know, if somebody was like, no, it wouldn't work because of this, I'd be like, oh, well, shit. Never mind then. I don't really care. You know, I'm not... uh, uh, devoted to uh, one side or the other. But um, yeah, some, some of that can be overplayed though. And I mean, honestly, I always kind of liked the idea of putting out content that when you keep hearing the same thing everywhere, whether it be about Trump or whether it be about shootings or whether it be about whatever it is, I always kind of liked the idea of being a source of content that you could go to to get away from that because I'm not going to talk about something like that. But I think at this point, talking about, you know, popular uh, goings-on and whatnot, uh, just talking about them pleasantly will be different enough. I don't know. I, I have some stuff written down. Maybe I'll do it next week. I don't know. Let me know what you think. Once again, steve.edgy at gmail.com. And by the way, I don't think I've ever mentioned this before, but you can go to... You can... Uh, uh, you can email the entire network, which actually just goes to me and Crespo, but you know, we both get it. Uh, PFT radio network at gmail.com, which makes me cringe because when we made that, we hadn't done PFT media yet. And we already set up, you know, and talking to different, uh, businesses, registering different products, all sorts of stuff already using that email. So we're not getting rid of that email, even though it doesn't quite match up with everything else, but whatever you can email us at pftradionetwork.com. Um, so yeah, I'm making this 30 minutes long. Uh, I really like the idea of doing it 30 minutes sometimes and 60 minutes sometimes, but at the same time, I want it more uniform than that people have come to expect certain things i don't know if anybody expects certain things from me specifically but i'd like to fall in line outro A PFT Media Production.